українське незалежне радіо. Joining me today on Ukraine Watch from Ukraine's capital city Kyiv is Taras Berezovets, a political analyst and television host on Ukraine's Pyramai Kanal. He is the host of that channel's information and current affairs program, Spets Tama, and co-host of the international affairs evening talk show The Week. Thank you for being here, Taras. Yeah, good to be with you, Dan. I'm speaking with you today after last week when White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan urged Americans to leave Ukraine immediately, stating that Russia could potentially invade any day now. Yet, I anticipate you are striving to carry on with your professional commitments, including a planned trip this week to the Munich Security Conference. Some of our viewers may recall that it was uh, this very conference 15 years ago when Vladimir Putin gave his now infamous speech criticizing U.S.-led military intervention around the world and warning the West that he saw NATO expansion as a serious provocation to Russia. He's now repeating that warning with a massive buildup of Russian troops near Ukraine's border. Uh, Ukrainian officials, for their part, are urging people to remain calm. Taras, what's your take on the messaging from Ukraine's current administration? Yeah, thank you for this question, then. I think that Munich is a very specific place, both for Vladimir Putin and uh, the world, because uh, you're absolutely right, uh, reminding that at one point Vladimir Putin was delivering this his infamous speech about Ukraine and other former Soviet republics. And uh, as we know, in his <coughs> off-record uh, conversation with Western leaders, uh, he already said that that Ukraine is not even a state, and I'm quoting Vladimir Putin here, and the majority of its territories, including Crimea and Donbass, belong to us, belong to Russia. That's what he said. Then he was uh, a prime minister of Russia. We remember this uh, special operation, typically for KGB. Then uh, he replaced um, uh, himself with Dmitry Medvedev, who was for just one term uh, Russian president. And then after that, Vladimir Putin re- returned again, again to his job as Russian president. Uh, I think then that uh, gap between statements of Western leaders and Ukrainian leaders is uh, very clear for us. Because majority of Ukrainians, they have relatives, friends living overseas. Ukraine is uh, one of those nations which is widespread. The Ukrainians living on every continent now, North North America, South America, Africa, Asia, Europe, everywhere. And of course, then people listen to statements of uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who says, stay calm, everything is under control. And this is also his quote. And uh, then they hear news, for instance, from CNN, BBC, CBS, and other um, media. They feel um, some misunderstanding because something which President Zelensky calls hysteria of Western media, uh, it doesn't coincide completely with information from uh, reliable Western sources. A lot of Ukrainians now read in translation or in original um, uh, American and British papers, uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, Washington Post, New York Times and others, and they see statements of uh, American or British intelligence. They listen to briefings of uh, John Psaki or uh, John Kirby, uh, press secretary of Pentagon. And then then they hear that there is a clear and present danger from Vladimir Putin's regime and Vladimir Putin can invade any day now. 
And uh, on the contrary, they listen to Vladimir Zelensky, Vladimir Zelensky and briefings of Ukrainian national security who say there's no danger, stay calm, or like President Zelensky said a couple of weeks ago, we have a shashlik party ahead of us. It's, it's like a Ukrainian analog for barbecue party. There is no rush. We are looking for Easter holidays, uh, uh, just warm summer and everything. So everything should be under control. And on the contrary, when we hear these statements by Western leaders that uh, Putin's invasion seems to be imminent, uh, this creates complete misunderstanding. This completes exactly uh i would say uh, lack of trust in in ukrainian government that's exactly what happens and especially not to mention the fact that according to many ukrainian media uh well as, as we heard uh, more than 20 jets uh, with ukrainian uh, tycoons and their families already left ukraine during this weekend and one one of these jets uh actually took president uh, zelensky uh, family as well because ukrainian media wrote the first lady and the kids of president they left to italy for their luxurious visa at lake coma and uh, it sounds very weird i would say the, for for us to hear the statements by uh, like i said already ukrainian government and, and western governments which completely do not coincide do not coincide in their analysis do you think the united states and uk and the uk calling out what they see as a possible imminent threat of vladimir putin ordering a new invasion of ukraine is having any influence on the kremlin's calculation i think so then i think i think you know uh, one one important point i think what biden's administration and uh, for instance british government and our western governments are doing these days they want to deter vladimir putin they want to de-escalate this situation and saying exactly about the plans of vladimir putin they uh give some uncertainty to him they give him impression and i think this impression is very clear that uh, there are western intelligence modes uh, in kremlin now and uh, what we read from western papers uh putin is very much preoccupied he really believes that there are a lot of um uh western modes working very close to him and, uh, and and this could be true because at what point we remember there was a huge scandal in kremlin uh, like two or three years ago then uh one interpreter who worked for one very close ideas of vladimir putin he was uh american uh, american spy who actually luckily escaped before he was arrested by uh, uh russian law enforcement and from this perspective, what President Biden and Boris Johnson are doing, uh, depicting Putin plans, for instance, they, they say it about false flag operation. Uh, then they say that um, Putin is going to install a proclaiming government with uh, Russian uh, puppets uh, like Yevgeny Murayev, former MP. I think it sounds to many Ukrainians and uh, to people uh, in the West uh, uh very trustful i would say the, the, the sources uh, sounds very reliable and which means effectively that by uh just giving uh, light to these plans i think uh western governments are doing a, a very good job for us because they every time give vladimir putin impression that his every plan his every plan is already known to the west and i think unless they did it uh previously he might have already invaded ukraine and the reason why he's not invading he, he's uh, very uh, uncertain about 
uh, how, how many his plans already known uh, to Western intelligence? You made some comments earlier surrounding Ukrainian civil society. Uh, you were interviewed recently on CBS News where you described this current conflict between Vladimir Putin and the West as a conflict of civilizations, one of the free world and the world of tyranny. And you described Ukraine as being part of the West. Uh, now, Ukraine's democracy, albeit imperfect, has certainly been moving westward since the fall of the Soviet Union. Do you see Ukrainian civil society firmly in the Western camp? Well, absolutely. And the polls uh, made, uh, well, in Ukraine, they confirmed this, uh, 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 this opinion. Majority of not on, only opinion makers, but majority of Ukrainians are completely in favor of Ukraine being a part of NATO and the European Union. And then, then I'm saying about clash of civilizations, I mean, of course, there's a clear division lines now in Europe. Uh, Ukraine is definitely is a part of Western civilization. Uh, this is absolutely clear, not only to me, but to majority of Ukrainians as well. And if we are talking about our side, if we are talking about Russia and the uh, communist China, they are on, 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 on the other side of this clash of civilizations. And quite unfortunately, quite unfortunately, I think that uh, Vladimir Putin, he miscalculated at some point uh, the situation in Ukraine because he still and the, his interviews give clear impression that for Vladimir Putin, uh, Ukrainian nation, uh, he says, is a part of uh, Russian civilization. He said that many times, if you speak Russian, it means effectively you consider yourself as a, as a part of uh, Rossiyski suite, Russian world. He thinks that anyone, Russian-speaking person, living whatever in uh, Lithuania, Estonia, Ukraine, or Kazakhstan, should be considered as a Russian, as a, well, not, not ethnical Russian in a sense, but as a Russian, I mean, just someone who accepts uh, the idea of this uh, Russian world. And from this perspective, I would say that uh, absolutely majority of Ukrainians were uh, making absolutely aware choice uh, 2014 during the revolution of dignity and the late, later Russian-Ukrainian uh, war for independence. And I would say that uh, many Ukrainian experts, politicians, and opinion makers, uh, opinion makers they consider this war uh, as um, already third war for Ukrainian independence, uh, making clear that the first war uh, of independence was done during uh, Hetman Mazepa time, second was after uh, collapse of Russian Empire after the end of World War One, and now we see or really the Third War of Independence because 30 years ago, to put it bluntly, in 1991, uh, the fact that we got independence, we did not become uh, independent in, a, in, in a, I mean, in, in a full sense of this word. This is exactly this is exactly the time when Ukraine became independent from Russia, and this fact. Uh, scares Mr. Putin. It, it scares not only him, but Russian elite as well. You work for a TV channel that often features opinions of people critical of Ukraine's current president, Volodymyr Zelensky. Um, do you have any serious concerns about the state of journalistic freedom in your country? It's another good question, then. I would say the situation of freedom of speech is not that critical like it used to be in uh, Viktor Yanukovych's time, but still there are a lot of some um, dangerous signs uh, which reflect the uh, point of view of, of Volodymyr Zelensky and the uh, people around him. 
for instance, Premier TV channel has been checked by law enforcement, I think, already five five times uh, by now. And for instance, during the last weekend, the uh, famous Ukrainian uh, research uh, journalist and investigator Mikhail Atkach and his team were severely beaten in the city of uh, Dnipro because they were trying to film uh, private jets arriving at the uh, birthday party of notorious uh, Ukrainian oligarch Igor Kolomoisky, he was sanctioned by uh, US government. And uh, the problem, the problem is that we do not see clear signs that the government was investigating these cases of attacks against uh, journalists. And in case with, for instance, our channel TV Premier, we never get uh, accreditation for international events than Western leaders uh, arrive to Ukraine. For instance, each time then we are trying to send our uh, camera and our journalist to presidential office to ask some in, uh, some questions, President Zelensky and, uh, for instance, uh, Western leaders like Boris Johnson, each time we are rejected. And the Premier Channel is one of few TV channels which were never allowed, never allowed, I think, uh, with only one exception. For two and a half years, we were only, I think, uh, allowed uh, once to be on presidential press conference. All our cases, we have been rejected this right. And moreover, uh, we see very similar signs in the, our parliament, in Berhom Narada, uh, because uh, uh, faction of Sluha Narodu, controlled by uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, they always change the rules of um, access of journalists working in a parliament, making their work difficult and difficult uh, each time. But I would say that still, even uh, with these problems, freedom of speech uh, Ukraine absolutely undisputed. And majority of Ukrainians enjoying freedom of speech, diversity of different views on, on TV, press and radio. And I would say still after many problems, uh, in, in a sense, in a sense, uh, Ukraine is uh, considered, should be considered one as the most free uh, countries uh, on the space of uh, former Soviet Union. Of course, with Baltic states, with the best level of uh, freedom of speech, but still I would say, even considering all these problems, we are one of uh, most democratic countries with uh, strong democratic traditions. Well, I certainly hope that things remain peaceful in Kyiv. Taras, thank you very much from your for your time. Um, this is My been, pleasure as always. This has been uh, Taras Berezovic, uh, co-host of Pirmai TV's International First Talk Show of the Week. A Ukrainian political analyst. I'm Dan Terlecki, and this has been another episode of Ukraine Watch. Ukrainska, Nezalezhne Radio.